0: Good morning this is John Murther. We're here at 89.1 power radio coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. Very happy to join us on this beautiful autumn morning. I'm in the radio station with our radio engineer Wanda Ewing. Good morning Wanda. Good morning and my good friend and assistant David Abud. Good morning David. Good morning John good to be here. And very very good to be with everybody that's tuned in this morning. Again, this is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorraine, Ohio. Our phone number here, if you'd like to call in, is 440-399-3044. Once again, that's 440-399-3044. And live stream us would be wnzn.org. That's www.wnzn.org. Well, this morning I want to, you know, we're headed into the autumn season, which is harvest season. If you go through Ohio, Pennsylvania, you see the farmers are all out there harvesting and bringing in the corn and the soybean. But I wanted to talk a little about the great harvest and the great commission that God has given the church 2,000 mm-hmm. years ago to go make disciples of all nations. And hopefully, uh, we're gonna have a very special guest calling in that's involved in a work in Southeast Asia, in Thailand, that my wife Marie and I have known for years. And uh, they happen to be in the States to begin at churches. And hopefully, um, this young lady will be able to call in and tell us some of the remarkable work that the Lord is doing up in the uh, north right. west. Uh, Thailand by the border of Myanmar where these refugees are coming in and uh, it's a very tragic situation on one way but it's a very redemptive story when you see how these people are coming to Christ and these children are going to school and so it all goes back to the fact that we serve a seeking God Mm -hmm. Uh, the first question God asks in the Bible is what do you remember the very first question Adam, Adam, where are you? Okay, Adam. <laughs> see, Adam was not seeking God. As a matter of fact, he was hiding from God. Mm, right. But God came looking for Adam. Now that's mm-hmm. a very important point. Did God know where Adam was? Certainly. He just wanted Adam to know where Adam was. And so, but God came seeking. And we have to remember all through the scriptures, we serve a seeking God. That's why it says about yeah. Jesus, he came to seek mm-hmm. and to save yeah. that which was lost. Mm-hmm. He talks about the, the good shepherd that leaves the ninety and nine and seeks out the one lost sheep. Right. Mm-hmm. The widow that loses one silver coin. She has nine, but she gets a light and goes all through the house to find that one lost one. And of course, the prodigal son who was lost and estranged from his father. And the father is continually out looking. And it will be the father that will run to the son mm-hmm. to reconcile with him. Yeah. So all through the Bible, which makes Christianity unique, is we we the God of the Bible is a seeking God. And that's very important that once he's found us and cleansed us and equipped us and strengthened us in the faith he wants to use us yeah. you know to, to go out and, and and to make disciples and to reach the lost i mean you think of just the three of us and our associations our families our friends our, our work people we work with and associate there's lost people in that mix oh, you know well, and god has placed yeah, us uniquely there. Yeah. there for some reason
1: mm-hmm. we were just talking about that uh john and you know Wanda one of the things as we start off you know uh, and we follow the Great Commission you know Matthew 28 um, where Jesus says you know all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you Mm. and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age and you know as you start to get as you start to go on your walk, mm-hmm. you know, the first reaction for me is I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, you know, there, there, there's mm-hmm. too many things to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, this field is too big yeah. I, I and I don't have enough equipment. Yeah. So I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, as you take a look at up and some of the other things that I'm learning, mm-hmm. if you just focus on your sphere of influence
2: Absolutely. and you stay Absolutely.
1: there, And you just do that, Mm -hmm. and then that leads to 10 people that you know that you try and breathe the life of Jesus into them, and you're there for them, and then it just grows exponentially. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see that today with Avoda, Mm -hmm. Uh, just with the way they bring these children in, but Mm -hmm. also how they teach them to come back to teach the children what they learned. And it's just the same like with you, John. You know, you came next to me at a time where I needed somebody Mm -hmm. and you basically taught me the Bible, how to read the Bible, and you are still staying with me and walking next to me. So even the time uh, today Mm -hmm. in the last year with you and Wanda to Mm -hmm. get me in the Word Mm -hmm. so that I'm prepared to use it to help other people is really instrumental in following God's commission because you can't follow God's commission. Mm-hmm. Unless you are really in the Word Absolutely. and you have people around you that can help you through the challenges of trying to create disciples.
2: You know what, John, <laughs> David, that was amazing. But I'm gonna tell you, like I shared many, many times, uh, my parents, my mom and dad, my mom is in heaven. My parents were were Christians ten years before I was born, and yeah. I'm and I'm 40. Yeah. And I still get overwhelmed, <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: And, and, but, I, well.
2: but but over as you share over the last year, when the, the Lord opened the door yeah. where I could, I met you and John and um, shout out to CEO Mark Ballard. Thank thank yes. you for in, introducing me to mm-hmm. these awesome men of God and their families. But the Lord has opened doors. Yeah. That I have never experienced. <laughs> Isn't
1: that something? So it, yeah. it,
2: you know what I'm saying? Yes, I so do. It's, it's, yeah. it is so important to make sure that the people that are around you are qualified yes. to be in your space, in right. your right. sphere,
1: right? Exactly. And, and those
2: and they're they're the type of of Christians that push you to your next yes. level. You right. know what I mean? Yes. So absolutely, amen. Absolutely. Amen. absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: She's right on. Him. Okay. Oh,
2: wonderful.
0: Very good point what I caught the, the, the one part of that. Mm-hmm. And you know that really when we see what Jesus did when he established the kingdom here, mm-hmm. it, it really in done in an ideal world it cuts through ethnicity, mm-hmm. race, age, yeah. career, social status. Right. Because why? All ground is level at the foot of the cross. Absolutely. If we Christians can understand this, yes, he has empowered us. And, it, and I find it ironic that the world has taken principles out of the scripture and they use them. For example, mm-hmm. franchising. Well, what was Paul doing in the first century, all through the Roman Empire? He was, he was planting churches. Yeah. He was pr- little Absolutely. franchises. Mentoring. Well, before it was mentoring, it was discipleship. Mm-hmm. Mentoring is big in the business mm-hmm. community where the CEO or the guy takes two or three mm-hmm. apprentices and trains them, you know, uh, networking. Well, back in the New Testament, it was called fellowshipping. Yeah. Jesus gave us all these yeah. tools <laughs> right. that we often don't use, but the world yeah. will pick up on yes. and they'll maximize them. Absolutely. Right, It's very interesting. It is. So, like, so uh, but that was Tanya that just called it. Hopefully she'll be calling.
2: She's calling
0: now. Okay. WNZN. Well? Yes, hi, good morning.
2: Good morning, I'm Tanya. Hi, Tanya.
0: Hello Tanya how are you?
2: I'm doing very well thank you what about
0: you? Very good we have a good connection and I'm in the radio station with our engineer Wanda. Good uh, morning. And my assistant and good friend David Abood.
1: Good morning Tanya good to have you thanks for calling in. Well, I'm very excited to
3: hear from you and also share some wonderful stories.
0: Okay Tanya can you give us some background we've taught the uh we spoke a little about what's going on with the vote in Thailand, but could you, first of all, tell us uh, some of the things that you were involved in there and kind of paint a picture about what's happening up there in uh, in that part of Thailand, which we would call the Northwest Corner near Myanmar, which used to be Burma, and a little about what you were involved there and, and just the ministry. And then we want to get into your something about your testimony and opportunities. So just take your time, but kind of paint us a picture, if you would, Tanya.
3: I would say that um it's a very special place um well i've been traveling a lot around the world and i guess i have never been in such a beautiful place like that beautiful um i would say people hmm. people who are very open people who are really struggling and um there are so many opportunities to help them uh, Boda, um it's an organization which helps underprivileged children, first of all. Um, We have a couple of uh, locations and the one that I stayed at is Dak, And it's, uh, yeah, Northwest not around two hours away from the border with Burma. And um, I've been staying there for a little over a year. And one of my uh, jobs there was teaching English uh, through teaching Bible. And I've been doing the curriculum putting together uh, lessons that whatever we're learning in the Bible we can teach it in English so it's going to be repeated and children will really grasp it, not only knowledge of English but also the biblical concept and it's been beautiful to see children really interested in hearing the stories. Sometimes um, it was a little hard to actually process information that these children have never heard about God, the Creator. For them hearing uh, the story of creation that God created, you know, women and stars and animals and people, for them, it was something absolutely not normal. They've never heard of that, so they had a lot of questions. It was a little hard for them to process it, but it's beautiful how we could share and show them that God is the God creator um, just in those little things in his creation and flowers and animals in our body that it could not happen just by itself and well this is this is what we were mostly doing so teaching English we have a team who goes to public schools and teaches English we also have a team who stays um, in the organization we have children coming and studying English, and also our
0: children who stay with us on the station 24-7. We are also teaching them. Okay, and so um, I just want to interrupt for a moment. So just to fill our listeners in, uh, Tanya, uh, like she said, actually is involved in the project, which is in Northwest Thailand. Now, Southeast Asia, people will think about that place because of the Vietnam War. Yeah. You know, you have mm-hmm. Vietnam, and then Cambodia, Laos, mm-hmm. and then Thailand. Right next to Thailand is what was formerly known as Burma, which is today Myanmar. Mm-hmm. Now, Myanmar's in lockdown. It's a very oppressive government. They persecute, especially the tribal mm-hmm. communities. And refugees come across into Thailand. And that's where Tanya and the Avoda Ministries assist and help out.
1: I see. And just yeah. to give
0: a little background information on Thailand, I first went over there during the Vietnam War. I was a medic. I was not a Christian. I was, I was not, a, not a believer. I actually became more of a Buddhist than anything else. Mm-hmm. So I spent two years over there as a soldier during, during that time. It would be three years after my discharge from the army uh, that I came to Christ. And I, I got put on my heart to go back there as a missionary. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. while I was there as a missionary with my wife, Maria, and my children mm-hmm. that we met Raymond Holmberg. Now, Raymond Holmberg was a man who was a hippie German man living on the beaches of southern Thailand. <laughs> just like out of a movie. Yeah. But he came to Christ and he married a Christian Thai girl. They went back up country. And that's what Tanya just referenced, the city of Thak, Mm T-A-K. And that's where he prayed and God gave him this ministry. Mm -hmm. He had an import-export business. He started reaching out to the schools, teaching English, and then sharing the gospel Mm -hmm. like at Christmas times. And then God opened wider doors so he could start helping these refugee, particularly children. That's where you come in, Tanya, because you actually come, uh, Ravens getting volunteers from Germany, from America, from uh, England. Maybe you could fill us in. How did you get there? How did you find out about it? How did what, What's your story on this whole situation? And just speak up a little louder, Tanya. Oh, okay, I'll try. So, um, actually, I could probably see the
2: hand
3: of God guiding me leading me to Avodah actually i've never thought of being a missionary in thailand um i know spanish and i was always dreaming about going to south um, america the country where they speak spanish but you know god's plans are not our plans and His thoughts are not mm-hmm. our thoughts uh he has a beautiful plan and he was truly preparing me preparing my family to go there um well i learned about it in one of the youth congresses in America We had some volunteers coming and sharing about it. And I just talked to them, actually not having any thoughts about going to Thailand as a missionary, but when um, I talked to them and I shared that with my mom and she said, Oh, when I saw you and another Thai girl on um, live streaming, I realized that you're going to Thailand as a missionary. Like, really? And um, that was like a little sign from God because I've been praying that um, I would know that this is the way to go if my parents are approving, if church is approving, if if God um, opens the way. So that was one thing. I went there once for a month uh, to do uh, children camps, English children camps with the team from Sacramento, California. And then um, after a year, I came back for one year and um, just in two weeks, I'm coming back not quite sure for how long but I do have a heart for these people and there is a lot of help that is needed and there is a lot of opportunities to serve so as long as there's a need I want to stay there and be there
0: now how long can you actually stay there Tanya on your visa uh,
3: I can stay there for now they changed some laws so I can stay uh, up to three months but I can uh, make it longer just um when I'm in the country
0: already. So there's no problem with volunteers coming. Can you give a little background information, and maybe somebody's listening today that might want to commit some time there and is interested in serving in Thailand? Because I know when you go there, there's cottages and there's living arrangements, and everything is pretty well set for a person to come over. Am I right? Absolutely, yeah. Well,
3: we have the organization land where we have church, school, Um, We'll have farm, main office, um, the place for children to live, and also we have volunteer houses all on the same land. It's great to live in this little community, Mm -hmm. and there's truly a lot of work to do, and there's so much more opportunities to expand the ministry as long as we have people who would be able to come and help and serve. So it doesn't really matter how... Uh, if you have a teacher's education, actually, Mm -hmm. as long as you have the heart and you know English, you can teach the basics because this is what these children need, the basics. And most of all, um, they need to see the love of Christ in you. They they need to see the difference. Oftentimes, uh, people just read you as the letter of Christ, you know, just by your behavior, Mm -hmm. by your actions, by your words, uh, just by the way you look at them. They feel it sometimes you don't have to say anything but they will understand so also we have an opportunity for a construction teams um, we're doing some um, some construction at our area uh, for the um, future discipleship school now right now we have a, a team from germany and we would also want to have more people so we can finish the project sooner and start the school as soon as possible
0: what would be the contact information for that? If somebody was listening today and said, yeah, I'd like to contribute a month of my time or maybe three months or a summer, or maybe somebody would want to send finances or send, be praying, what would be the best way to get in touch and, and, and to contact you guys? Uh,
3: we do have a website. It is www.avodafoundation.org. So it's A-V-O-D-A.
0: V, v as in victory. V as in victory.
3: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay, eight, once more.
3: And also we have a website as well, Avota Foundation. We have a Facebook Avota Foundation. So you can either contact us through Facebook or through our website. We'll be happy to give you some more information. And truly, um, we do need, part. We, we're looking for partners for people who would um, just stand in this gap and just help to spread <clears throat> the gospel to the ends of the earth. First of all, we need the prayer support. Um, there's really a spiritual work. I I believe, John, that you're being here yourself it. how strong is the spiritual work there. Mm-hmm. And the only way to fight against those powers, the principalities of this world is just by praying and fasting. And um, we, would, we would really want to have some more people who would pray for us, pray for these children, because there is no one else who would pray. Their families are not praying for them. They don't have churches who would well, the church that they go to who would just take them, you know, out to God, lift them uh, in a prayer to God. So the more prayer, the more power we believe in that. And definitely there's also a lot of financial needs. Um, as we've talked about, um, another project in Maysod. this is where we have a refugee school. At the moment, we have 138 children studying there.
0: 138.
3: And um, a little, little more than half of them don't have the sponsor at the moment and it takes a little over a dollar a day to support a child to have them to give them a full meal to have the opportunity to study all the books all the supplies the school uniform because these children live in this slums and they don't they don't have any opportunity for education but praise god for this school that's been there for almost 10 years and it's been really making a huge impact in
0: the life of those children. I saw that. You know, I was there. My wife and I were there actually earlier this year in January, and to go see that school, and like Tanya said, it's right on the border of Thailand and and Myanmar where the children come over with their families. They live in abject poverty. We work to some of their homes. But the school is phenomenal. It's just well-ordered. The children are learning. They're happy. They're praying. And there's a place that, as Tanya says, they need everything there. They could use volunteers, they could use teachers, they could use people that would pick up uh, basically $30 a month to support a child. Uh, And then, um, or a church team may want to go over and just see it, catch the vision. Some teams do that and they catch the vision or help assist make a documentary film about it to get the news out farther and wider. But David, you had a question. So.
1: Yeah, um, Tanya, um, I was looking at the site and the founder, Raymond Humberg, uh, who uh, I've talked to and met through John Murtha, you know, there's a couple key things or taglines that he talked about. And one is on the uh, flag outside of your facility. It says, save a child, change their future. Mm-hmm. And the other one that Raymond uh, talked about was education has its rewards and ignorance has its price. So as you start to, could you talk a little bit about when you rescue these children from the darkness that they're in? Uh, Raymond said that we teach them new life, we give them a new home, uh, love of family, life skills, we teach them to avoid slavery, and then one day we hope that they will join us and rescue other children. I mean, what a beautiful thing. Uh, could you just talk about how that works, how you get the kids in, and then what the daily protocol is to teach them these skills, how it works?
3: Well, absolutely. Yeah, this is definitely something that I haven't seen in other places where children are uh, not only nurtured, not only helped, but also they're taught. You know, they're transformed. They're um, taught how to work hard and to reach their goals. So... Um, how we get our children. Sometimes children just call to us and I actually had a case a couple of months ago, where My child just found the organization number and was calling it like, well, my mom doesn't want me, my dad doesn't need me, like I'm just here and I don't know what to do. And they call and ask for, for some help. Um, we also have children that, um, one of the refugee girls, um, she came over to, to the school teacher and she said, well, um, My father died and uh, my mom said that she's gonna sell me because I have two little siblings and there is no other way for my family to survive since we're refugees. So that's that's what she's going to do. So. uh, What does that mean,
0: sell her? Explain that, Tanya.
3: Well, um, probably you've heard about human trafficking there. And um, as a refugee, um, some of them, don't really have a chance to find a to find a job since they're just living in the slums on the border so the family would sell the child so they would um to be like a slave to someone mm-hmm. okay so it's it's quite real yeah when you think of childhood you know with beautiful beaches nice food and friendly locals but there's so much more going on around there mm-hmm. like i uh, would have another northern project and um it's called Golden Triangle, I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but
0: it's the second largest drug trafficking
1: place after Afghanistan in the world. For opium. I didn't,
0: yeah, wow. So Thailand today, just by a little background information, is about 65 million people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now Thailand, uh, to its credit, has opened its doors to missionaries and, and these uh, projects, what we call non-governmental organizations that are helping. So there is an open door there. Well, you never know how long a door stays open. Mm-hmm. But we do thank God for that and for people like Tanya that go over short-term or long-term to be involved in these different projects. And, and it is it is a you know really interesting opportunity because when you think about Thailand, it's strategically located to reach these other countries that have been closed for so long. Right. Cambodia, <clears throat> Laos, Myanmar. And uh, going back in my story, I went over there. It was 20 years ago when I went back to Thailand. One of the times I went back is, and that's when I met Raymond Holmberg. And Raymond uh, was a like we said earlier, he was actually like a hippie before he came to Christ, and he was living on the beaches of Southern uh, Thailand. He was from Germany, but he was was a commercial sailor. He did a lot of different things, but it was during that part of his life he accepted Christ, and he met his wife, a, a Thai Christian woman, and they had a heart. reach the Thai people especially those that are hurting uh, physically the trafficking issue Mm -hmm. Um, and so when I met him interesting story he took me out to the land this was 1997 I met him at Easter little service in a village church he says what can we do here I had no idea I had no wisdom or insight so I think I suggested why don't we come out here every Thursday fast and pray and just see what God will do and so that's what we did And just every Thursday we'd meet, we'd put out this little bamboo mat and we'd pray and we'd fast and we'd say, God, just do, you know, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. please favor the works of our hands, Raymond's hands. And about a month later, as I remember, he got a call from the Australian embassy and they they were going to donate a rice mill because the farmers were getting cheated when they come to husk the rice. But it was not long after that, another door opened and then another door. And of course, he had a little business, an export business, but that couldn't fund these projects because they were getting so big. But like Tanya says today, I think he's located three or four places throughout Thailand, way down by the beach in Phuket, up by the border, his place in Thak, up north by the Golden Triangle, up in Shanghai. So it's greatly expanded. But what I find interesting about Raymond is he attracts foreigners and they want to come there and volunteer. They might be a teacher. They might be a construction worker. They might be a website developer. So and again, it it's really started with this one man who had a vision. And so, am I right, Tanya? And now that, that isn't he a man of great vision and, and energy?
3: Absolutely, that's right. And yeah, so and it's a great example how just one person can change a lot of things. You know, if there is a will, there is a passion. And if someone sees that it's the will of God and doesn't stop, uh, if there are some obstacles, but just the goal and goes forward, and with God's help, everything is possible. This is actually what, we have a motto right above the entrance of a wall that says, with God, all things are possible. Right, you know where he and got
0: that motto from? From the state yeah. of Ohio. Because that, that uh, Ohio, we, 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 oh, yeah. we went over there, we were talking with Raven, and see, the state of Ohio is one of the only states in America that still have a scriptural motto on their flag. And that motto is, with God, think all things are possible. And Raymond saw that. He says, that's going to be my motto. With that God, fantastic. all things are possible. <laughs> oh. That is
1: fantastic. Yeah.
0: So it was, he's a great man, great vision. And as Tanya says, we don't know the power of one life that's yeah. completely dedicated to God. And um, my old friend used to say, one lit candle could go into a room filled of." 100 unlit candles light every candle leave the room and he hasn't lost his own light mm. and that's what's raven's done maybe he's touched hundreds maybe thousands of not only these hurting children and families but he's given vision to people like tanya and others that come there that god has their hand on their shoulder for a purpose and a reason tanya how did you come to christ and then get interested in missions well i
3: was born um well My family came to Christ when I was three years old. Uh So I basically grew up in church. But um, I never had this personal relationship with God until I became a teenager. I went through, you know, through times when I was seeing going to church as just like a religion, you know, a tradition that we just do every Sunday. And this is what I didn't like it. I didn't want it. it. It looked fake, and I really wanted either a real thing or nothing. Okay. And this is when. This is when I prayed, and uh, I asked God to reveal Himself. And uh, when He started answering my prayers, when I was uh, trusting Him with little things and asking Him to guide me, He did guide me, and I see His hand and how beautifully He put things together. So this is where I started having this beautiful personal relationship with Him, and just growing daily and staying in the Word. Also, God has taught me a lot. We think that going as missionaries, we actually go and teach and But God is interested in our growth Mm -hmm. as much as in the growth of others. So it's been beautiful to learn to really trust Him, to depend on Him, not depend on my own strength. As I said, that, uh, well, I know Spanish, I know Russian, Ukrainian, English, and I always thought of going there because I know the language. Thai, I still don't know much of Thai. I, I cannot really preach, cannot really share the whole gospel in Thai. But, um, in, you know, in my weakness, I can show how strong is God, how great is he, right. how great is he, how he answers prayers, just point, point to him. And I guess this is the most beautiful thing when you just say that, Hey, I'm, I'm nothing without him, but look how great he is. Turn to him mm. and he will do great things in your life as well as he does in mine.
0: Where are you? Where, where's your home, Tanya?
3: Well, originally I was born in Ukraine, but I moved to America six years ago.
0: Okay, are you living, are you living in California? Is that your home? No,
3: um, Washington State or Washington. Oh, Washington State,
0: okay. But volunteers, how many countries are they coming from that now serve with a voter over in Thailand? What's some of the places they come from? Well,
3: most popular is Germany. Germany? And... Uh, yeah, we have some people from Pennsylvania in America, California, Washington, Oregon. Uh, wow. Recently, we also um, yeah. had some friends visiting from China, that's... and they're uh, and they're interested in coming, like in a bigger group, helping out with children camps and also construction.
0: Boy, so, um, it's a beautiful picture, uh, yeah, of the Body of Christ. Uh, all these different nationalities, mm-hmm. all different backgrounds. And coming together, and when you get there, Raymond rolls out the red carpet, does he not, Tanya? What the? He gives you a cottage, and you know you got community, and they have singing, and you you go in and you have these meals together, and he has a lot of fun too, does he not?
3: Oh, absolutely! Just getting to know each other and this multicultural team really helps us to yeah to accept each other, to learn how the body of Christ works, that we're all so different. Uh, we look different we think differently but still um how christ united all of us and gave us one heart and one way so we can serve him and learn from each other
2: uh tanya this is wanda i just wanted to just take a moment and just salute you you do such an important work when you you are able to devote your life to kingdom ministry that is amazing Mm -hmm. full-time kingdom ministry that's wonderful I'm sitting here now trying to figure out how to change structure my life so I can go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. sure. John asked me if I wanted to say something. Uh-huh. And in the middle, I just happened to look up and I'm trying to figure out, okay, if I go here. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> right. But I just really, really respect and admire uh, you and your life's work. And, and amen. God bless you.
3: David. This is all through him this is all him who Amen. works in us he started
1: the good work and he, he said that he will bring it to the end absolutely for him be the glory yeah. david uh tanya you know uh, one of the other things that uh that i saw on your site uh was help people unleash their god-given potential and that's something that your founder brought up and we talked again mm-hmm. about the great commission in matthew 28 and as a new believer uh, fairly new Um, You know, sometimes it's overwhelming when you see uh, how many people could use discipleship and could use the word. How do you guys, how do you handle that when you see so many children outside your border there, your fence line perimeter, that need your help? Um, How do you stay focused on doing the tasks at hand and just dealing with your own sphere of influence? How do you handle that discipleship? challenge that's put on us as we become christians i'm
3: not quite sure if i understood the question correctly
1: um would you be able to sure so uh, you know one of the great commissions uh you know the statement that christ said that we should go out and make disciples of all nations um you know as as a christian we have to you know we're instructed to go out and make disciples Uh, It seems like your area is is so overwhelming with so much need. How do you balance that with the work you're doing, uh, you know, in the facility of Avoda itself? I mean, it's got to be a daily challenge where you know there's other kids you want to bring in, but you just can't. I mean, that that has to be really hard. It is hard, but what
3: is really beautiful is we were working with these children for years, and now they're teenagers, and now they're the ones who go who go with us, who go on their own. So we were focusing and training those children. Yeah. And now if they grow up, they're the ones who can go and tell. And I guess this is the most beautiful thing because not um, every tribe and every Thai would uh, actually accept something from a foreigner. You know, there's still this, a little tension, like, do I, can I trust you? Do you just mm-hmm. wanna change my culture, mm-hmm. change my family? Why would you, why do I have to do it? But when their own people come and they know this people, for example, they grew up together and they come back and say, hey, look what happened to my life, look how, how God changed it. And they speak their language, they know their culture, they understand them, and they know each other. So this is beautiful when now these children that we train, they can go and be missionaries, be tent makers where um, they're from. So. Yeah, it's a really hard task to stay focused because there's so much work. Yeah. So that's why we really appreciate when we have helpers. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, you don't have to have some special degree to come and help. You know, sometimes it's those little things that just help us to get going and to actually get more children involved. Just go to more public schools,
0: invite more children so we have more, you know, hands to, to help to hang out something, to do crafts, to mm-hmm. play with children. It right. It not take much. Right. You know, um, a couple things, Tanya. You said a uh, tent maker and rain, now that's a term, of course, in the Bible uh, where Paul, at times he was getting paid, you know, he was donations mm-hmm. from churches and other times he would simply use the works of his hands. He was a skilled mm-hmm. tent maker. And uh, Raymond, that's really uh, how he started out. He had a business there and that helped fund his project. When I met him, it was minimal, you know, it, was, it, was, it provided for his family and all. Mm-hmm. But over time, that work, ex- his ministry expanded. So he would go to churches and they would catch the vision and support would come in that way. Yeah. And so he would have, but the, the tent making as well as the support from churches and individuals became very strategic. Especially as these projects grew and structures were going up, uh, schools, cottages, and so um, I want to encourage our audience. Maybe you just tuned in, but this is John Murtha. We're on Power 89.1 FM radio, coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, with a very special guest today. Tanya, uh, works in uh, even though she's from Washington State in America, she's been working and ministering in Thailand with a ministry called Aboda. That's a V S M Victory. ODA, you can go to the website, and maybe you're interested in volunteering, maybe you're interested in donating or praying, and you've been actually going through the, the United States, have you not, Tanya, speaking at churches, and tell me, how has that been going? You've been back for, what, a month or two months now? Yeah, it's
3: been a little over a month, and it's a blessing how people are interested in healing, because to tell you the truth, when I've heard about ministering talent, I've never heard it, i never, somehow it never even came to my mind that there are also, <laughs> I don't know, Christians out there, and there's also people who are, either, well, we we'll mostly hear about Africa, or, but, I don't know, talent doesn't really come to your mind when you think of missionary field, it mostly comes as a, you know, place to stay and have vacation, but it's, it's great when you share, you know, those little things behind the scenes that are going on. People are really open and they really want to help and supporting prayer and come and volunteer. And I'm very grateful to God that we can come and share about his work, <laughs> his work in every part of, of our planet. And even in Thailand, those little villages and those little tribes up in the mountains where people don't even know they exist. Mm-hmm. But God is doing something beautiful there.
0: And of course, Thailand... It's about 90% Buddhist, 93% Buddhist, but really, mm-hmm. what what really everyday life there is about spirits. Uh, there's tremendous uh, fear of and deference giving to spirits. That's why every house, every school, every bank, every hotel will have in the corner of their yard a spirit house. It looks like a a very ornate, kind of like a birdhouse thing. But they really firmly believe there's a territorial spirit that inhabits that house. Mm. And you must give daily, uh, like rice or Kool-Aid or a drink offering or something, and then you won't have a mishap. You won't have an accident or nightmare. And if you don't take care of it, something bad will happen. If you do take care of it, something good will happen. And so you're dealing with a level of belief system that is very much about spirits. And uh, am I right, Tanya, maybe you could fill us in of some of those things where people, everyday life, there is about spirits. And when you come to Christ, one of the things they found so appealing about the gospel is they no longer have to have that fear. And when Jesus says, you shall trample on serpents and scorpions, that means a lot to those people. In America, we don't think of it as Mm -hmm. much, but serpents and scorpions Mm -hmm. is metaphoric for demonic. Mm -hmm. And to know you have victory and you don't have to appease these spirits is liberating. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Tanya?
3: Absolutely, yeah, that's what I see, that people are in such a fear, they're, yeah, they're in fear of spirits that are going to harm them, they're in fear of reincarnation, basically, because they know they're not good enough to uh, get out of the system, you know, to earn this nirvana, to uh, reach out that highest, the highest point in Buddhism, so they know that as they're going to die, they're going to be reborn to something lower. And they, they're scared of that because they know it's going to be worse and worse and worse every time. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful that here you can share about God who, where you, well, that tells you there is not your work, they're going to get you the salvation, but there is just love, this extraordinary love of Christ. When you come to him and you accept him, and this is where he can change your life and help you to stop this.
1: Amazing, where, yes.
3: Where you cannot get out.
1: You know, I, I just, uh, one of the tidbits, uh, you know, Tanya and John and Wanda that mm-hmm. I, I found uh, before the show was the speaking of traditional names. Thailand, in Thai language, is Prophet Thay. Meaning, land of the free. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And when, when you take a look at what's going on, I think there's only, what, 1.2% Christians, John? Mm. Why is there such a disparity still from Buddhism to Christianity?
0: Well, yeah, that's a good question, David. Um, one thing is, is, Thailand, in many ways, has always been uh, a bountiful country. Yeah. They never experienced uh, the great. Famines necessarily or droughts, at least in recent history. Then they've never been colonized, right? So yeah. because they haven't felt a hardship to that level or oppression like other countries did, like let's say Vietnam or Korea in the times past. There's a there's a saying that uh, uh, there's there's fish in the stream, there's rice in the paddy. That everything is okay with life, and your religion is okay, and I believe in this, and I believe. It. So the necessity to seek out that there is a god of course they don't necessarily believe there's a god and what is my relationship to that god often doesn't enter into their kind of a framework of thought Mm -hmm. but when they see a person's life transformed and changed especially if they don't feel the evil spirits they are now praying to god god is manifesting themselves in a changed life they're giving this to their children and they're seeing families changed and people then that visible manifestation of God's presence in a place where he wasn't like that, that can be very compelling. And many people think that Thailand is on the verge of a big, um, whether you call it, revival or awakening right. or turning to God, it, because the everything is, so to speak, in place. The infrastructure is ah. there. So yeah, am I right, Tanya? I mean, that's my sense of what is going on there. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I would also add that though Thailand is one of those countries in 1040, we know that have no persecution at all on the government level. It's amazing, you know, all the other countries around, you know, on the map of the persecution, that would be bright red, orange. But here's Thailand, there is white, no persecution. It's such a blessing that we have such freedom. But on the society level, Christians are persecuted. So um, families are very tied together and uh, mostly all of the Buddhist rituals and those spirit worship, it's in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. And it's done as a family, so when you become a Christian, you have to stop everything, you don't go to the temple with your family, you don't bring sacrifices with your family, and this is where, and family plays a very important role in it for Thai people, and when people start uh, seeking, they they want to, actually i met some people who say, I really want to be Christian, to become a Christian, I believe all those things, but my family, what I'm gonna to do to them, and this is—it's a big stumbling block. But praise God, we—we we have a factory um, that Mr. Raymond has, and we have seven ladies that have been working there for years, and the first gospel for years. The seen us for such such a long time, and only just—praise God—only a couple of months ago they became—they decided they made that decision. To become Christian, and fully turn to Christ, and we're praying now with them that God will give them wisdom how to deal with their family, how to show still show the love of Christ, and um, but stay stay with stay with Christ, not go and do those things for spirits. Right. So I guess that's that's another reason why many many Thai people they don't turn to Christianity because of the society that they will say that they are bad. Uh, children, their best parents,
0: because they don't want to do those rituals together. Right. Now, um, uh, tell me, how is the response? You've been going to churches where? Out on the West Coast? And then I know you swung down into Florida. Have you been, where Where have you been on this uh, tour that you've been on to share the vision of a Avoda? It's, it's only
3: been in Washington State for
0: now. Washington State. Were you down in Florida?
3: Yeah, I just I just arrived yesterday night to visit my family.
0: And how are the churches responded to your message?
3: They've been amazed of what God is doing in Thailand, and they're they're very open to hear about it and and to support.
0: And so again, I want to let our listeners know this is Tanya in uh, ministry. at uh, I'm sorry, Tanya, I didn't know your last name. Goodbye. Okay. I met Tanya, my wife and I met Tanya when we were uh, in Thailand and saw her work firsthand and how this team works together, although they come from different backgrounds and countries. Mm -hmm. Because why? They have a unified goal. They want to glorify God and they want to help hurting people Mm -hmm. and they want to share the gospel. Now, maybe somebody's listening this morning who's interested in more information about Avoda. And, David, you have the website there. Can you give it out? Yeah. yeah just it's, spell it's, it, especially the V of yes, it. Yes,
1: it's, it's www.avodafoundation.org. A-V-O-D-A, avodafoundation.org.
0: Okay. Anyone has questions or wants more information, just go right there and uh, you'll be. Uh, and Raymond will be happy to, to talk with you. I know if you email him, he'll email you back and you can find out more information. But when we stayed there, it is really remarkable because, like I said, over the years, he's built, I think he's got 10 cottages, let alone the school. It's he does organic farming. Yeah. He's, he knows, yeah. he's, he's developed this uh, drip farming where you yeah. use minimal water. So he really uh, has a lot of different things that are cutting edge, yeah. that are organic, that have an appeal. Uh, in popular culture and to millennials today. Yeah, dude.
1: You know, very entrepreneurial. Uh-huh. Uh, and as you said, even with Paul, Paul was an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. And he had to find a way to pay some bills to do the good works that God intended him to do. Yeah. You know, um, Tanya, one of the things that keeps coming up in my mind as you're talking and thinking about the territory that you're in is how do you stay focused on Christ? Uh, how are you able to do it with everything you're seeing around the perimeter fence? and hearing some of the stories of these kids.
3: I would say that in the beginning, I had some struggle when you see so much work to do and you want to do it all. And um, sometimes you do lose focus, but I'm so grateful to God that he showed me that, you know, it's it's not about what I do, it's about the, you can do a lot of things, but if you don't have the relationship with God, how do you know if this is what you need to do? How do you know if this is your task sometimes? That's how we just run around trying to do something, you know, to do those good works. And not necessarily God wants us to do it. You know, he has a specific task. And only by having the relationship with him, by spending time with him, we can know that this is what what is our job. And uh, it's beautiful how um, actually my students would come up to me and ask, hey, teacher, can we get together with you at 6.30 in the morning and just read Bible and pray together.
1: Mm. Mm. That's great. That's and great. And it
3: was Yeah. It just melted my heart to see their desire to know God more. So so we would read the Bible and they're like, Well what does this mean? What does this mean? Mm-hmm. What is this word? And they really want to know him because they they see how good he is, how great he is. So again, yeah, um this is this is what I really learned that no matter what I'm doing I need to set that Time apart when there is time just for me and God, when we, when I can pray, when I can read His word, to have this relationship. Yeah. And usually, I think morning is the best time when everybody's still sleeping.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so this is the best time <laughs>
3: before all the before yeah. all the routine starts, before uh, like you know, there's so many things going on. Mean, like all the plans, to do lists mm-hmm. you just put everything away. You wake up and you have this quiet place. Right,
0: and the roosters will wake you up, right?
1: Oh yeah. I call them two, I call them
0: two-legged alarm clock,
1: but it yeah. works really good. Yeah. Um, so you know, one of the things you just said, you you didn't say it specifically, but God gives you gifts, doesn't He? Is Christians when we're making yeah. disciples and having the gifts of those kids, you know, really trying a huge appetite to learn more has got to be one of the gifts that, that God has given you so you can continue on your front. And, and that's what I think he does uh, to us as Christians, especially when we're on this discipleship path, is he puts stuff together that we never could have done mm-hmm. on our own. But he constantly gives us a few great breadcrumbs to keep us going down the path we're on.
0: And how is your support now, Tanya? How does that work? I mean, you're going to leave home in Washington State, you're going to fly over there, and then you're going to live there. And how does that work for you, or another volunteer that may want to go? Uh, I'm
3: sorry, can you disconnect can a little bit. Can you? Oh uh, yeah. Hey, how about
0: your own support? I mean, I know you have to mm-hmm. leave home and then fly over there, and you live there, and you have your own needs, and you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, for books and for daily living. How does that work for you, or another volunteer that may be interested? Mm-hmm. Well, as volunteers, we.
3: With- yeah, we, we don't get paid, but we do pay for our living and uh, food. It actually doesn't cost much. It's about $200 a month. Uh-huh. So it's it's quite cheap for...
0: For the cottage, the... living and food and everything.
3: Yeah, so you have your own $200 little... 200 a month. Either mud house or wooden bungalow. And, 200 a month. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty cheap. And I was very grateful for my church that supported me and throughout the year and also that was a big blessing i'm working for online christian school in Ladium christian academy that's for all i've been working there for six years and I'm, I'm able to work a couple of hours a day and to have this extra extra support for myself
0: so we we're going to continue to pray for you and others because that's a real need you know that uh, where god guides he provides and it's amazing Uh, me being involved in missions over the years, how God does provide. You know, we've even raised a family over in Thailand. But I know there's needs, and I know Raymond and the project has needs, and that's why I want to give out the website once again, www.avoda, that's A-V as in victory, A-D-A.
2: That's correct
0: right that's correct that's correct. okay and of course you can call me uh you have my email if anybody's uh if i can direct people to raymond and the project going there so uh, i just want to give our call letters here again this is uh power 89.1 FM radio coming to you from lorraine ohio and uh we're very happy that today to have wanda yes. uh, uh, here in the station as well as david Abud and tanya who has been uh, returned back from thailand able to reconnect with their family and churches and is sharing the vision of this tremendous work going on in Northern Thailand. Uh, my good friend Raymond Holmberg and his family, uh, this is a very Christ-centered family. They've touched many, many lives. And uh, What I like about Raymond is his vision, but also it's, he's got cutting-edge things going on with organic farming, yeah. some things he does with water purification, rescuing these refugee children and getting them into a school. And he's, even Muslim children want to come there. It's Christian, Christ-centered school, but they see the benefit mm-hmm. yeah. of an orderly education, yeah. and there's so much loving community there. And uh, God willing, you know, I mean, I like to get back there and yeah, be involved in the projects as well yeah. I'm involved absolutely. in things here.
3: Yeah, those Muslim families, I just wanted to add a little bit, that really uh, melted my heart. When we came there first year, those Muslim children, they wouldn't really talk to us, or they were a little scared, very careful. But the next year when we came back, some of them accepted christ the girls would take their head coverings at school and they were very open they would invite us to their homes and the parents actually would ask us christians to pray for them mm. to bless to give them the blessing so it's it's the relationship when we build this trust build this relationship we can share christ and he will do amazing things and even in the life of lovely families
0: there in thailand now that's amazing i mean this is really amazing because because uh, what they're doing is they're reaching and witnessing by love, mm. and then they see the love. Uh, Jesus said in John chapter 17, "They'll know you're my disciples by your love one for another." Mm-hmm. And these families coming out of uh, you know, that are they're Muslim, very strong, or Buddhist, or uh, animistic. You don't know, believe in spirit. Mm-hmm. They see and feel the love of these Christian community, and that's attractive. And then they have questions and they want to know more. And uh, again, this is how I think it's like little rain falling here. You know. And I believe one day there's going to be a torrential rain of the Holy Spirit where many, many will come to Christ. We're praying for that. Yeah. David.
1: You know, it goes back to the secret formula I think we learned from Christ where, you know, the trust factor, you know, um, the lost sheep, where the sheep trusted the shepherd and the shepherd came and got the sheep. I mean, it all comes down to having a trusted relationship with the individual when you're looking to disciple to them. Tanya, and you guys are, in, are instilling this in the kids because you're giving them the love of a family that they don't have now. You're giving them a new home, a new life, mm-hmm. and they trust you. Mm-hmm. That has to be so important with, uh, with the education you're giving them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Tanya, we're, we're coming to the close of this program. I just want to thank you yes. uh, for calling in, and Thanks, I Tanya. thank you thank for you, your Tanya. heart and your vision to leave family and home. Uh, Jesus said, no man leaves family home, brother, sister, sister that I don't give them a reward, both in this mm-hmm. life and the life to come. And uh, we're just going to pray for you and, mm-hmm. and and for the work that's going on there. And uh, then we're going to close the show. But I want you one more time to share any last thoughts you might have after I close you in prayer here. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for what you're doing in the world today, Lord. In so many countries, in America, as well as far-flung places, in the remotest places of of Asia and Africa and South America and and in Thailand, Lord, that country is called the land of the free. But we know that Jesus says, whom the sun sets free shall be free indeed. And we pray that this ministry, the work that's going on there, Avoda, that started in a man's heart, Raymond Holmberg, many, many years ago, is now manifested in buildings and structures and schools and outreaches. And that may continue. I pray you continue to bless the works of that man's hand and his children and his family and all these volunteers like... Tanya that come over there. I ask a special blessing on Tanya as she finishes her time in the States and gets ready to go back I pray Lord you would continue to guide provide and protect her as she goes on her way We know the steps of a righteous man or a woman are ordered by you Lord So bless her as, as she gets ready to go back there and to bless the work there Lord Avoda. Uh, there might be somebody listening today that wants to get involved yeah. that wants to volunteer or invest monies or, or support a child I pray that they would go to the website and look at it and just prayerfully consider the role that they might play there. So again, Lord, we just commit this day into your hands. I ask a special blessing on all the workers that are over there. Protect them, Lord. I know that there's, there's traffic accidents and disease there and different things. And also there's a lot of spiritual activity, Lord. But you've got this colony. You've got this fellowship that's, that's really a city set on a hill there. And the word of God is going out there, uh, both in deed as well as in word. So bless Tanya as she continues her work and ministry, even in the States. We pray all of these things for your glory. In Jesus' name, name. amen. 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 Tanya, do you have Mm -hmm. any closing thoughts or anything you want to leave our listeners with this morning? I just want to
2: encourage
3: everybody to have this personal relationship with God, to build this trusting relationship. Because as in my life, um, actually going to Thailand, it was a big step of faith. I didn't know what is going on, why am I going there, what I'm going to be doing there. But I knew this is where God leads me. And this has been the most beautiful year of my life. Wow! And um, hmm. I really want to encourage just to to find out what, what are those, because we're God's creation. We're created in His image to, for the specific good works hmm. that He prepared for us before the creation of the world. So he has a plan and figure it out. What is his plan for your life? Because his plans are not to harm us, but to give us future and the hope. Amen. And this is truly like it is. So may God bless you. I was really blessed to have this opportunity to share. Thank you for your prayers, for your support. And um,
1: yeah.
0: God bless you, Tanya. God bless
1: you, Tanya. Bless you, Tanya. And, and bless you. The work you're done.
0: And, and be sure to tell everybody, Marie and I said hello. And God willing, we're going to get back over there and just see how God opens the doors. And uh, tell my good friend Raymond and, 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 and Bean and Pearl and uh, everyone over there uh, you know, uh, that we're just thinking about them. And uh, we look forward to you know hear all the great things that God is doing in your midst. God bless you, Tanya. God
1: bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Mm-hmm.
0: Bye-bye.